When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Boy, we have a lot going on. We've got Monday Night Football starting in a little more than an hour in a big game in Seattle with the Eagles and the Seahawks. Uh, we talk about the NFL yesterday and, of course, uh, the 49ers continue to roll. You saw a Buffalo Bills team that, when they are in sync, are really, really good. We also saw a Cowboys team that is not very good when they play big games, particularly on the road. Uh, We saw some upsets yesterday. We saw some pretty crazy scores uh, in the National Football League over the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. Lions found themselves, and uh, I really think that was a big game for them to uh, beat the Broncos the way they did 42-17. to The inconsistency this year in the National Football League is uh, very puzzling to me. I mean, teams go from looking unbeatable to like two or three game losing streaks. Then they get back in a groove. You know, you look at a team, for instance, like the Texans, you know, they're they're a team that is so interesting to me because they're young. They got that young quarterback in Stroud, and uh, they've been one of the real big surprises this year. Uh, in the AFC. We talk about the AFC, uh, the Ravens going to Jacksonville and they win 23 to seven. They lose their running back Mitchell, who's out with an ACL for the rest of the year, but it doesn't seem to matter with the Ravens. It's almost like, you know, next man up mentality. You know, we talk about the Bills. I still think the Bills are going to win the AFC East. All right, because I think Miami will not win against Baltimore uh, coming up in a week. All right, and I think Buffalo has got an excellent chance of running the table, including a win in South Florida in the final week of the season. We'll see. You know what? Uh, We'll see. But, you know, when you look at the teams right now that are appearing uh, to get into a groove, you know, Buffalo, you got to remember last week, eh, you know, Kadarius Toney, if he doesn't go off sides, the Bills probably lose that game. And it's a whole different story. So you got to get lucky along the way. You know, the Bills have the talent, but Josh Allen's been very inconsistent. Uh, they've lost some close games down at the wire. But you can see uh, on a day like yesterday, when they put it all together, uh, they're a really, really good team. Again, the, you know, I talk about the Cowboys, and I did my rant on this. I, I can't take a team seriously that has been blown out against – good teams like the Cowboys. I just can't, you know, and I can't take a team seriously that does not play well on the road. I mean, this team lost to Arizona on the road, 28, 16. They got manhandled in October 
by the Niners. I mean, it was men against boys, no pun intended. 42 to 10. All right? Big game at Philadelphia. Give up 28 points and lose. Big game yesterday at Buffalo. Give up 31, not even in the game. You know, I look at their record, and yeah, okay, they're 10 and 4. But I don't think it, it's not impressive to me. And they have at Miami coming up this week. Then they're home against Detroit. And then they end the season at Washington. So there you have your NFL story. Let's get to the uh, Kings uh, taking on an injury-depleted Washington Wizards team tonight. Still waiting on the official word on Fox, but with or without Fox, uh, I don't see Sacramento having any issues at all uh, tonight with the Wizards. You know, they, they're just, first of all, they're not very good. Let's just start right there. They're not a very good team, right? So you start with the basics. You know, you look at their roster and you're like, okay, I understand why they are where they are, the standings. I get that. And they played last night, okay? So they played last night. They come in. Uh, Landry, uh, Landry Shamet out. Shamet, rather, out. Johnny Davis, out. Dellen Wright, out. Danilo Gallinari, resting tonight. All right? Resting. Not playing. That's right. Resting. So you got a team that is not very good, right? They do have Kuzma, who's good. Jordan Poole at times can be very good. Tyus Jones, good, but they don't have a bench right now. So, you know, again, Landry Shamet, you got Gallinari out, right out, Davis out. It's got to be an automatic win. I know there are no automatic Ws. We've been around this road a lot with the Sacramento Kings, but no way they should lose this game. And then the schedule gets very challenging on the rest of this homestand. All right. Boston. Followed by Phoenix, and then the next night, Minnesota. So this got to be a must-win here tonight. Got to get it done for Sacramento. When you look at the standings in the West, Minnesota is in front by three games, 19-5. and five. Oklahoma City, 16-8. and eight. Dallas, 16-9. and nine. Denver, 17-10. and 10. Then Sacramento, 15-9. and nine. A half game ahead of the sixth place Clippers and the seventh place Pelicans, who are now 16 and 11. Then you have the Lakers in eighth at 15 and 11, followed by Houston and Phoenix now is in 10th at 14 and 12. So there you have it for the Western Conference standings. But, you know, for Sacramento, you got to go to 16 and 9. And then you have some very good teams coming in, and it starts with Boston. Now, the one thing about Boston, they're not great on the road. They're great at home. They're 14-0 at home. They're 20-5 overall. So 14-0 at home, 6-5 on the road, the Boston Celtics. So first things first, win the game tonight, 
and go from there. All right? Make sure you win the game tonight. Take care of business. Win the game. And then you're good to go. But, I, again, I don't, I don't see any way that Sacramento does not win this game. And here's the other good news, you know, about the Boston game. They play the night before in Golden State. So you're catching the Celts on the second night of a back-to-back. Then you play Phoenix. And Phoenix, who knows? You know, Bradley Beal's out again for two weeks. Shocking, huh? And then the next night you have Minnesota. So you are catching Boston on a second night of back-to-back. So you're looking for all the advantages you can get. This could be a great homestand for the Kings. It really could. It could be a tremendous homestand. But you cannot slip up tonight against the Washington Wizards. All right, who wants to be my leadoff person? Raise your hand. You want to talk NFL? You want to talk NBA? We can do that. All right, so I need a leadoff person. We'll get the show rolling. And again, we can go in any direction uh, that you want. A very interesting game tonight coming up with Seattle and Philadelphia. The Eagles need to get back on track. I still think they're going to win the East. They got a very easy schedule after tonight. They're 10 and 3. And when you look at Seattle, you know, they're they're in a very difficult position now at 6 and 7. So when you're thinking about the playoff seedings, okay? In the NFC. Seattle is ninth, still very much alive. But if they lose tonight, they're probably Done. Probably. You got to win tonight if you're the Seahawks. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. And why don't we start with Al? Hello, Al. Al? Let me go. Oh, there you are. How are you, buddy? Good afternoon. How are you doing today, Al? I'm great, Nate. I had a good weekend, my friend. I uh, sent you some pics. I went to the Kings game, took my wife to the Kings game on Thursday. And, oh, my God, man, you know, SGA and Fox, they kind of cancel each other out. They were putting on a clinic out there, man. It was a fun – boy, the fans were vocal, man. It was just – you know, I get to go to a few games a year. That's And it was a, it was a good time. My wife even enjoyed this. We got seats from a friend who has season tickets. And the seats – we were right on the, the lip of the second deck, right on the, the – for very first row at the on the, on the glass there, and but the glass was lower there. We were wasn't in front of us, and I right on the end aisle, and the bathroom was right across the across the way. So my wife liked it so much, I think she wants to go back again. So that was that was a, you had a good time. Yeah, it was a great game, man. And, and then I I went to the Ram game Sunday. I sent you some some shots of my seats. I was on like about the twenty five yard line, and you know they they got like they kept. The game should have been not even close, but at one point, Nate, they got 240 yards in offense and it's three to nothing because uh, their young yeah. running back put the put the ball on the ground twice, you know, and then, and then, and that's the kind of game, you know, for me, my team's just dominating and they're not, they're not getting it, they're, they're being sloppy and they're not getting it done. They're not scoring or they're settling for field goals or missing field goals or turn. I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is a recipe for disaster. But they managed to hold on after the Howell got benched. They pulled him for. I know. I saw that. 
And I like Jacoby Brissett myself. I mean, even my brother was saying, you know, he's, he, I went with my bro, he's your age. And he was saying, you know, he always just thought Brissett was a capable and he sure came on and started, he got hot, but I'm he with you. They had a good game. He's a good player. I mean, I, every time I watch Jacoby Brissett, uh, he seems to always play well. You know, he was great. Yeah. Cooper Cup had a great game yesterday. I think, you know, he had over 100 yards receiving and, you know, eight catches. He's such a dynamic yeah. player uh, for that team. But here's the bottom line. The Rams won. They're 7-7. Seven and seven, And, you know, you don't get style points at this time of the year. You either win or you lose. And so, you know what? They got the job done. Uh, I, I yeah. look at the stats. I mean, he totally dominated the game. I mean, they had, what, 450 yards of total offense, oh, 150 yards more than Washington. So, I mean, there were a lot, you know, they play, played very well. You know, I mean, when I mean yeah. they played well, statistically, they 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 dominated the game. Yeah, they did. And that's it. But then again, you know, you see stuff. But, you know, I'm with you on on the inconsistency of the, and of the league. I mean, every week I'm thinking, okay, Buffalo's legit. This is it. And then Buffalo has gone out on a number of weeks, just when you think they're they're ready to step up, they go and have a clunker or, or Allen goes out and and has like a couple turn bad turnovers and they just ran the ball. And they, I mean, I was looking at that box score because I'm at the ramp game and we're, you know, watching my game and, you know, kind of following the scores. At one point, I think Allen didn't even throw for 100 yards and they, they rushed for close to 270 as a team. Wow. Yep. Yep, they, they didn't have to pass. They were just running the ball right down Dallas's throat. So there are, you know, to me, honestly, and I know I'm probably going to be careful about saying this, right mm-hmm. now to me in the NFL, there's only one team that I would consider, yep. for lack of a better word, great, and that's the 49ers. There's yep. no other team in the NFL right now that oh. I look at and they go, wow, that team's really, really, really good to great, except for the 49ers. I think the 49ers, when they're healthy, they yep. are the best team in the National Football League by 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 a good margin. Oh, hey, I'm with you, man. I mean, that team is so loaded. I mean, they have so many weapons the way they come at you, and and you know, and brought pretty. You know, Cam Newton's talking that just contain. Well, it's a lot of these media they just talk not, but Purdy is exceptional, man. My brother loves. He's a Niners fan. I know what's kind of weird. Uh, we grew up in the Bay Area, so I'm the weird one. I, I grew up like in the Rams, so I was the odd man out. But my brother's a huge Niners fan. He loves Purdy. And, you know, it's, uh, Christian McCaffrey's, to me, he's got to get MVP consideration. Even Purdy does, too. He will. But, he will. But, you know, he will. Christian McCaffrey, he does it all. He, he catches passes. He runs the ball. There you are, by far, the class of the league. And, I, you know, I've so, I talked to my brother. I go, you know, the table's set for you, man. You're going to get the number one seed because they got a tiebreaker against the Eagles and the Cowboys, and there's three games left. So there's no way they're going to lose two out of their next three. They're playing the Commanders and the Rams, and they got the Ravens on Christmas Christmas Day. But the Niners, it's all set for you. But then, like you've always pointed out, hey, you could have a, an inopportune injury or, you know, with football being one and done, man, the next thing you know, you got a, a fumble or a bad play or a guy get hurt. So it's always prone to more than other sports for their like seven games to sell up, sell your champion. The best team's probably going to be there at the end, you know, in my opinion, but you know, it's, it's a Niners year, man, unless they, unless they somehow stumble with, you know, which could happen. But uh, do you think the, do you think the lions could, uh, 
sneak in and get number two seed, or do you think it'll? It might might still be Philly because they have a they got three pretty yeah, I, I, I winnable games. Win. I think Philly's going to win tonight. By the way, Jalen Hurts uh, and Geno Smith are both active. They were both questionable, and so they're going to play. But yeah, I do. Um, I, I do think so. Hey, Al, good hearing from you, man. I always love talking football, and uh, you have a good rest of your Monday. Thank you for taking my call. You have a good one. Thank you, Al. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and we bring in Dorian. Hello, Dorian. Hey, Grant. Nice rainy day here in uh, Sacramento. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Thank you, buddy. You too. Um, back to well, you know, what Al was talking about with the Niners, Grant. Do you think uh, – who do you think is more important to the team? Would you say it's Purdy or McCaffrey? Uh, I always start at a quarterback. A quarterback is always the most viable player on a team. So to me, it's Purdy. I mean, I uh, there's nothing that I've seen in Sam Darnold that would make me very confident sure. that the Niners would keep on rolling if Purdy got hurt. So to me, they're both very, very important, but I always go with the quarterback. Totally, man. I would agree. Do you think the winner of this MVP this year goes to either – Purdy or Lamar Jackson, possibly after this Monday night, Monday night game, whoever wins that game. Yes, I do. That's a great, great question. Uh, Lamar Jackson's having a tremendous year. The Ravens are in the driver's seat right now in the AFC. So very well could be. Yeah, that could very well be. It's going to be a heck of a game. The Niners are, have a hell of a payroll in regards to Purdy. I mean, he's the last pick in the draft and I'm not sure what his salary is, but it's probably not very high. Does the NFL grant or does the Foy Niners do they have uh, like a performance uh, incentive? Do you know? Like, yes. for, there yeah. are all players have performance incentive bonuses in their contract. I don't know what Purdy's is, but sure. you know, yeah, they do. And as far as Purdy goes, I mean, you know, eventually he's going to get paid, and the 49ers are aware of that. Like all other teams, they got to figure out, you know, how to work out the cap when they get to that point. Sure. Does every player have a performance incentive? Is that is that is that uh, pretty standard across the NFL, all, all the leagues, MLB, NBA? NFL? I don't know if every player. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but uh, most players do. You know, whether you're a defensive player, based on how many snaps you're on the field, based on how many tackles, based on how many sacks. If you're a DB, interceptions, yeah. uh, things of that nature. So yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Hell of a game. Hell of a game from Keegan uh, the other night. I really wish you would yep. have broken that record. That would have been really amazing. Uh, I mean, to go from to go twelve for thirteen. I mean, obviously he went for twelve fifteen from the three point line, but to go for to be at twelve for thirteen um, at yep. that that's just incredible shooting. I mean, he was just locked in. Yeah, I mean, he made his uh, eleven of eleven. No player in the uh, NBA has ever made eleven straight three pointers in a game. So. You know, he stands alone there. I, I, I thought he was going to do it. I thought he had some tremendous looks at the end, but yeah. just wasn't meant to be. But it, it was a it was a heck of a spectacle, no doubt about it. Totally, especially getting more points than Fox has ever had uh, in a Kings uniform. I mean, that's really cool. And he didn't, really, he didn't really go to the free throw line. I think he only went to the free throw line twice and got four points, I believe, off the, off the, off the strike. So that's really cool. I mean, he was just on one. Really, really great to see. Yeah. One random question, Grant. Um, you know, Malik Monk is just, you know, for um, only wearing a Kings uniform for the last year, not even a half. Um, he's arguably going to be one of the Kings ultimate or like one of the Kings best six six man uh, players off the bench. Do you who, who do you recall in your career um, besides Bobby Jackson being, you know, the six, the one of the top players off the bench for the Kings? Uh, six man. That's a very good. 
uh, yeah, I'd have to reflect back on it because, uh, you know, I, I was there during the decade of the 80s, the 90s. I mean, the Kings actually have had, you know, some pretty good, you know, six men that were scorers, but certainly no one like Bobby Jackson or Malik Monk. I mean, I think that they are uh, uh, Corliss Williamson, you know, for a period of time was very good. Yeah. Um, he didn't win the six men of the year with Sacramento. He won it with Detroit. Uh, but you know, I'd have to look back. I'd have to, you know, give, give that some thought. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, but those are, those are the guys. I mean, Tony Delk, when he was with Sacramento was very good for a period of time. I believe it or not. Um, you know, he had over 50 points in a game, but those, those, those are the guys I, I would say this about, there's been a lot of talk about Malik Monk. I wouldn't worry about what's going to happen to him in the off season. Now it's not yeah. relevant right now. He's going to want to get paid. Yeah, and if the Kings don't pay him, he's going to go somewhere else. That's the business. He is, uh, I know this for a fact, he thinks he's worth a lot more than the market. It, what I mean by that, he, he puts his worth at uh, a lot higher than a lot of other people. Now, I think he's good, and don't get me wrong, and he's been very important for the Kings. Yeah. But he's going to want to get top dollar. And here's the issue, Dorian, that I see that a lot of players mistake or that they make as a mistake. They also have to understand what's a good fit for them. Yeah. And Malik Monk is on a very good team. He has a very good role. He's on the floor and the games. You know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Totally. And, and I think Malik Monk is in a great situation, right? He can go to another team and be a 15 to 20 million a year kind of guy. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And start. And start, but like Sabonis, I mean, not like Sabonis, but taking a pay cut to be on a potential championship team in the next couple of years, that's also really cool to be in that spot because, you know, Malik Monk can stay here at a discount and possibly rent, rent a ring in the next couple of years. I mean, who knows, he's right? Not staying at, I'm just telling you right now, he's not staying at a discount. That's yeah. not, that's not happening. Uh, and, he's, and he's not, he's not going to. So and, I'm going to, I'm going to make that statement right now in sure. December. That's not going to happen. For sure. And, and the reason why I say that, Grant, is because him and Fox have a really great relationship from what it seems like being, you know, really, really great friends. Um, obviously, like as a player, you want to make sure that you're earning as much as you can to provide for your family and all that stuff. But I think with the relationship that he has with Fox, I think there is a part of him that would want him to st that would make him stay at a discount, in my opinion. I'm just telling you right now, he's not going to stay at a discount. And uh, he's going to get paid a lot of money. He's For making sure. uh, he had signed a two year deal just under twenty million. Yeah. So his deal's up this year, and I know you're you're thinking of this from a fan's perspective, and a lot you're thinking of this in a logical sense, and I think that's the right way to look at it. Good situation, Monk, all that, but that's not Malik Monk. Malik Monk's not signing for a discount. I'm just telling you that right now. He's going to get paid, and if Sacramento doesn't pay him, he's going to go play somewhere else. But again, that's not that's not a uh, an issue right now. Okay, totally. I mean it's they worry about it at the end of the year. So exactly. he's going to get paid. Okay, now it depends how you define discount. Is it possible that he could stay in Sacramento and take an offer that's a few million dollars less than another team? Yes. Yeah. But in terms of a discount, no, I, I don't see that happening with Monk. Yeah. That's not his person. He's got a very big ego. Okay. He yeah. he he is a extremely um and I don't mean this in a bad way, uh, uh, but he's he is in his mind, he has a status of himself 
for sure. Which is top shelf. Okay. Yeah. No, I love his swag. I love his confidence. I think right now he makes about nine and 10 million a year. I, yes. I, I could possibly, I mean, if, if it fits the books, I could possibly see him staying in Sacramento for 13 to 15, maybe. I mean, he's not gonna, Dorian, 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 he's going to get a lot more than 13 or 15 million a year. He's not going to, he's not, he's not staying in Sacramento if the price is 13 or 15 million a year. Not happening. Yeah. It's, it's not happening. His, his, his market value is much higher than that. He's for not sure. staying in Sacramento for 13 million a year. Not a chance. Yeah. No, for sure. It's definitely interesting to see what what would happen. But obviously, like we shouldn't be talking about this right now. There's still 60 plus games left and play and if they make the playoffs. So we'll see. But thanks so much, Grant. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Dorian. Really appreciate it. Always. That's you know, again, players put a value on themselves. And you know, the value you are what you're worth based on what you can get, right? So, you know, if there's a team out there that gives him an offer sheet at I'm just gonna throw a random number out at you, okay? Four years, sixty million. Okay. Do the Kings match that? You you know what I'm you know what I'm saying here. So he's making ten million a year. Okay, he's going to make next year, barring injury, a minimum. A minimum. This is an absolute minimum now, of fifteen million a year, and I think probably the number the first number is going to be at two. Okay, that's what I look at. Now, could I be wrong? Yeah, I could be wrong, but you know, his agent is Jeff Schwartz, who uh, is a very respected, well-known agent. And I can tell you right now, Jeff Schwartz is going to be talking about numbers that start with uh, the number two. All right, just the way it is. And he thinks he's a starter. Now, I know there's nothing wrong with being a six man and maybe a, a six man of the year, but he is clearly a guy that is going to want to get paid. It's the way it is. All right. He's going to want to get paid. And the way he's playing, can't really argue with that. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Kings, Wizards tonight, and then the Celtics, the Suns, followed by the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's your schedule before the Kings hit the road. This is a really critical stretch for the Kings. They're playing well at home. They're winning at home and another opportunity tonight against a team that played last night and a team that is not very good. Not very good. There's no other way to say it. The Washington Wizards are not very good. They weren't very good last year and they came in and won in Sacramento, but they're not a very good team. So we'll see what happens tonight. But I, I think the Kings will blow out the Wizards tonight. Now, every time I seem to say that, I have to come back on the air the next day and eat my words. But, man, can you see, and I really mean, can you see this team not beating the Washington Wizards? I mean, really? Especially with all the guys that are out and they're resting Danilo Gallinari? I mean, come on now. 
you know? All right, who do you like tonight in the uh, Eagles-Seahawks game? I'm going with Philly. I think they get their mojo back. I think that they get it done. I think that the Eagles will win the rest of their games. They'll beat the Giants twice. I think they'll be the number one seed or win the win the uh, NFC East. I mean, I think that I'm looking at the schedule, right? Of course, the Niners have the tiebreaker. So they're, they're going to win the NFC East. I, I'd be very surprised if they don't win tonight. And I really mean that. They, I think you see the real Philadelphia Eagles tonight. And if not, then you got a problem. All right? Because that's not, it's not the time of year you want to be losing three games in a row. But they're 10-3. and three. They win tonight. Again, San Francisco's got the tiebreaker. But this, the Eagles are in the driver's seat to win the NFC East. You know, I look at their schedule again. They get a gift. They got the Giants twice and the Cardinals. So they got the Giants at home, Arizona at home, and at the Giants. So I, I don't see any way that they don't win at least three of these games. If they lose tonight, they're going to win. The, they're going to – I mean, I just don't see any way in the world they could lose to the Giants. I, I don't I don't see it. Like, I, I just don't see how that could possibly happen. And same with Arizona. Now, when I look at San Francisco, right, their big game coming up, obviously, is the game that we were just talking about with Baltimore. All right, so you got Baltimore coming up this week. Then you got to travel all the way across the country to Washington. Then you have the Rams at home. I still think the Niners run the table. But the Baltimore game, that's going to be a hell of a game. That's going to be a big-time game. I think the Niners' defense will handle the Ravens. And I, I think that the 49ers will beat Baltimore, and I think they'll beat them by at least a touchdown. So we'll see. But the Eagles got a cupcake schedule after tonight. Cupcake. Absolute cupcake. Two Giants and Arizona. Can't have it any easier to end the season. That's about as easy as it gets. Especially with the Arizona game at home. Now you look at Seattle. After tonight, at Tennessee, tough place to play. Pittsburgh at home. And at Arizona. Got to wonder what on earth is going on with Pittsburgh. Man, just so uncharacteristic of a Mike Tomlin coach team. So hard to believe. I would never thought to see a Steelers team play like this in December. And they're going back. Uh, they're making another quarterback switch, and they have to. All right. Mason Rudolph. Going to be the quarterback. Why not? They've lost three straight. And Kenny Pickett has looked horrible. Horrible. I'll tell you, that division is very interesting. That's going right down to the wire in that division. 
I mean, you look at that division right now. And when I mean going out of the wire, I'm talking about the team that is second in that division. Baltimore's 11 and three. Cleveland, I got to give them credit. I don't know how they're winning. Nine and five. Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, Jake Browning. They're still right in the mix. They're right in the mix. They could do it. They could get into the playoffs. You know, you look at the Bengals. They've won three in a row at Jacksonville, beat the Colts, beat the Vikings. They're at a struggling Pittsburgh team. Then they're at Kansas City, who's been very up and down. And then Cleveland at home. So a very tough schedule for the Bengals. If they're going to get in, they are going to earn it. That's a very tough schedule the rest of the way for the Cincinnati Bengals and Jake Browning. But uh, and I don't think this game comes. The, the Steelers losing four in a row. Hmm. Boy, I, I don't see it. But I, I am surprised. I'm really surprised at how they have played coming down the stretch. Again, it's so uncharacteristic of a Mike Tomlin coach team. Now, when you look at the the races coming down here with three weeks left after tonight, I still think Miami is not going to win the division. I don't think Miami is that good. I just don't. I think they are, they haven't, to me, they don't have an impressive win under their belt this year. They just don't. I mean, think how easy their schedule is. Here are the here are the games they 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 have W's against Chargers, Patriots, Broncos. Remember that seventy to twenty game. Giants, Carolina, New England, Raiders, Jets, Washington, Jets. Here are their losses: Tennessee, Philadelphia, Buffalo. They got Dallas this week. Dallas does not play well on the road and on that surface. So I'm going to call that a toss-up game. Then they're at Baltimore. They're going to lose that game. Then they're home against Buffalo. They're going to lose that game. They could end up losing these three games if they don't beat Dallas. They, they, could, they could very well lose all three of these games. I think the Dallas game will be very close. Again, Dallas on the road, not very good. But they got humiliated. They're going to probably bounce back. But again, the Dolphins will not win, in my opinion, at Baltimore. And they will not win the final game of the year if that game is for all the marbles in the AFC East against Buffalo. That's how I see that division going. Miami to me is not that good. They're not as good as the record indicates. I've watched Miami play a lot this year. They're a sexy-looking team because of their offense, and it kind of wows you. I don't think they're that. The substance is not there. AFC South. I mean, how about that division? Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, all eight and six. Kansas City, two-game lead over Denver at nine and five. We went over the NFC East, Philly and Dallas, Philly in the driver's seat. Detroit, they're going to win their division. They're 10 and four. And then you get the NFC South. Tampa Bay and New Orleans, seven and seven. Now, the question is, who are your wild cards going to be? Because that's really what it boils down to right now in the uh, NFC. Who are going to be your wild cards? When you look at your divisional leaders, San Francisco, Philly, Detroit, Tampa, Dallas is already in. They've already clinched. So assuming Philadelphia wins the division, that's one wild card. Then you got Minnesota, 
the Rams, the Saints, all at seven and seven. And if Seattle wins tonight, they'll be seven and seven. So this this is very interesting. The uh, wild card in the NFC, AFC wild card. Once you get past Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cleveland's nine and five. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Houston, Buffalo, all eight and six. All right. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Let's check out some phone calls. We say hello to John. How are you today, John? I'm doing all right, Grant. How are you today? I'm good, buddy. Well, I just got on. I missed you know, the first 30 minutes or so of the show. So I know you went over probably a lot of stuff, but I just uh, hopped on now. And I know that you're talking about the NFL and, you know, I need to call in and take my lumps too. You know, obviously I heard your, your rant this morning or your 30 minute or 30 second, whatever yep. it was. And man, I, I can do nothing but agree with you. You know, the Cowboys are schizophrenic. They look so good at home. And then when they go on the road, it's like they, they haven't practiced together in months or something. It's unbelievable. They've had some horrible losses on the road this year. And, you know, not even being competitive in some of those games on the road is the big red flag to me because, you know, in all likelihood, you're going to be on the road. If you win your first game at home, you're going to be on the road the rest of the playoffs. And I I just don't see it happening with them. I really don't. And their defense yesterday, their defense was awful yesterday. Horrible. I couldn't believe that either. And Hey, I was doing a lot of different things yesterday with the family and so forth. And I didn't really catch much catch that game, but I did see some highlights and I raced through, you know, raced through the game and looked at some of the stuff and man, they just look lethargic for some reason. And I don't know, I don't know why it is. And I can't just say, Oh, it's because they knew that the Falcons lost. So they're automatically in the playoffs. No, that's not it, man. Something's wrong on the road. We just do not play the same as you know the Cowboys don't play the same on the road as they do at home and at home and granted I know you got to play your schedule so it's not like we've had tons of a real really extremely tough games but every game we did have we've kicked ass at home and how we get our ass kicked on the road it blows me away it's you know we're schizophrenic like I said we don't know don't exactly know who we are we know we can be good but we can't be good consistently, but eventually, as long as we, as long as any team that is stays good, there's potential 
to raise that level, you know, even if it's not. You know, John, I, I'm going to be honest with you, John. I'm so tired of hearing about the Cowboys' potential, okay, because it, it gets very it gets very old and redundant, okay? I know. I, I'm just – I'm tired of it. You know, the, the NFL is not about potential. It's about going out and winning on Sundays, all right? That's what the NFL is about. It's not about, gee, you know, on paper you look really good. Gee, you beat this team. Uh-uh. You know, it's about what do you do in the biggest of games and the Cowboys in the biggest of games – have melted on too many occasions year after year after year after year. And if they do make the playoffs, which they are, because they've already clinched their spot, you know, it's, if they even win a playoff game, it's a big deal, but then it's one win and out, you know I mean? It's, it's awful. It's terrible. Well, Hey Grant, you think you're sick of hearing about it and talking about it. (laughs) Look who you're talking to, man. But Thanks for letting me vent about all that crap. You know what I mean? It's just what it is, man. It's fun. Hey, this is why we love sports and we play the games. We got to live through them. Got to play the games. Got to see how it goes. And eventually, something might go right. I mean, look at your Giants. They played over the last 10 years. They won a couple Super Bowls. And at the beginning of those years, you thought they were going to be nowhere near something like that. But play well at the end and then capitalize in January and stuff. And that's how it works out. That's why we play them. But as you were saying, um, Hey, as you were saying, I think Seattle, I hope this, and I think this, Seattle has the best chance of making the wild card in the NFC. I think they're, man, for some reason, I don't know why, Pete Carroll plays well late in seasons. And hey, I'm well, they better Ryan, win tonight. And I want the Eagles to lose, so. <laughs> they better win tonight if Seattle's going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're at home tonight. I think they will, too. They're, yeah, I, I don't think, think so. For some reason. I think the Eagles yeah. are. I think you're going to see the real Philadelphia Eagles tonight. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, and and by the way, that's a brutal uh, for for a team that's in the thick of things. That is a brutal trip because you don't even get home to Philadelphia with the time difference until eight or nine in the morning on Tuesday. You know, it's a very it's a bad luck of the draw, as they say, for a Philadelphia Eagles team. They're very it's a very – the only good news for them is they get the Giants coming up this week. And so, you know, you should only need about six hours to prepare for the Giants. But it's <laughs> it's a very difficult trip at this time of the year. But I, I like Philadelphia tonight. I think they'll win because I think they're a better team. I, for some reason, just think that they haven't been playing as well. And I think Seattle's going to – they're going to they're gonna play well. And I really didn't think about that at the travel schedule for the Eagles. So that's something to consider. It's awful. Might have just shot my argument down too. So there's, you know, all kinds of things to consider, man. Who, who? I know Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. By the way, Jalen Hurts is active tonight. There's been a lot of people, a lot of discussion. He's been sick. Uh, he was actually upgraded uh, to questionable from doubtful. They, they didn't think he was going to play. So we'll have to keep an eye on Hurts, who's been sick. Last I heard a few hours ago, it was questionable. So that's uh, no, he's like, enlightening he's there. Active. He's active. He's active for the game. Yeah. Thanks for enlightening me there. Um, hey, this is like Jerry says, and like we all say, man, this is why we play him. This is why we play him. This is why the season's that long, and you got to play your schedule. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to hop on a little well, bit. And hey, the Kings, Keegan Murray, the other night. Wow, look at that guy. Did you watch that? And tell me what you thought about. Yeah, you know that. what? He, he had a great Keegan, game. I think, he had a great game, but it's just one I game. I think his you defense know, I, is I, much better. Defense is much better. Than I thought it would be in four years, four or five years. I didn't know he would be able to stand up to some of the guys he is and, and yeah, put on the offensive performance. 
Yeah, he's been playing, but his offense has been very inconsistent this year. You know, I mean, his offense has not been consistent. It's been very inconsistent. I would agree with you about his defense. I think his defense has improved, but offensively, he's been very inconsistent all season. Hey, that's though with shooters, and hey, he's an elite shooter, or he came into the league supposing to be an elite shooter. Sometimes they have bad nights. And hey, man, the season, hey, it's still pretty young. What, 21 or two games in or whatever? Season's still pretty young. I still think that he's going to have a – his shooting is going to come around and he's going to be shooting 36 or 7% from beyond the arc by the time it's set and, said and done. And people look for – I personally look for – if you can shoot 33 or 34%, you're going to do all right. The league wants it a little higher, and I think he's going to – I think he's doing better defensively than I thought. And as defense goes, I think Sasha has played much better defense than I thought he would. Much better. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I don't know if I would go along with that. I don't think it's bad, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think he's a player that each month is going to get better and better and better as he gets more familiar with the league, the travel schedule, yeah. and everything else. So yeah. I, look, I look for him to – play a, a decent role in the second half of the season for Sacramento. Yeah, I agree too. And I guess this is something that we talked about before we even saw him, you know, put on sneakers and play for this team. We just had, you know, stuff to look at from overseas and so forth, but he's stepped up better than I thought he would. And just like I'm saying, Keegan has stepped up quicker than I thought he would. And I think Mike Brown has a little something to do with that too. So man, I just love the direction it's going, man. Sounds good. Good to hear from you, John. Thank you, Grant. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. All right. Take care. Good stuff right there. You know, the thing about Murray that I want to see him, I want to see him shoot better on the road. You know, at home, uh, he shoots at a very high level from three. I think, I, I think it was like 47 to 48%. You know, I want to see him shoot better on the road. All right. Let's get to uh, Zach. Hello, Zach. Welcome to the show. Hey, as you were talking to Dorian about the whole Malik uh, new contract next summer, um, I do believe, like, as of right now, yeah, he is, is worth about 20 mil. And then you said that he could maybe take a few million discount because of Deer Fox. But of course, no, no, no. I didn't say that. I did oh. not say that. Dorian said that. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. But let's just say that number is 20. And so, my question is so Fox is making like 33, Sabonis is 40. Assuming Murray continues to stay on the, his trajectory, will the Kings be able to still have the money to uh, give Murray that extension that he deserves? If they give great question, I don't think they're going to be able to pay everyone. I, I don't see it. Uh, I really don't. That's part of the problem too. You know, you 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 have to be very cognizant of what you just brought up. You make a very good point because that's my worry. Because if it's like if you give him someone like Malik 20. I mean, I'm sure they probably still try to keep Murray, but maybe Murray doesn't get that rookie extension that he deserves. So, Oh, he's going to get his, he's, he's going to get his rookie extension at this rate at the end of next year. He will clearly get big time money. Uh, if he continues to ascend the way he is, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. I just, I was just whole concerned about like how that shapes up with a Malik contract doesn't shape up it doesn't shape up good it does not shape up good because the kings only have x number of dollars they're going to be able to offer monk and he's going to get offers elsewhere 
and then he's going to have to make a decision. And based on what I know about Malik Monk, he's going for the money. And is that a question, like, as far as, like, when it comes to, like, a player's health and durability, do you, when they get injured, like, would you say a lot of that has to do with, like, play style and then a mix of, like, genetics? Like, what? Because, like, obviously players like Harrison Barnes can play, like, you know, 80-plus games a season where players like Bradley Beal may only play, like, 50. How much do you think those factors play into the durability? That's a great question. I, I don't know why a player like Anthony Davis is continually getting hurt and a player like LeBron James pretty much doesn't. You know, I, I don't I don't know that. I don't I mean, there is something to that. There are players we what do we hear? Injury prone, right? We hear about players that are injury prone. There are certain players in the league that are injury prone. Uh, Marvin Bagley, you know, when he was with Sacramento, it just I, I don't know why that is. It just is what it is. Something mm -hmm. in the NFL. I, I don't know, just like sometimes as a fan, like it's just kind of like bad luck, I guess. Just players in the wrong place, the wrong It's bad luck. Some players are tougher than others. Some players take care of their bodies better than others. Like Harrison Barnes is a religious fanatic about his body. I mean, he's spending hours and hours and hours uh, all the time off the court taking care of his body in ways that some other players don't. So, I mean, that that's part of it as well. I mean, the thing is, if I look at Barnes compared to a player like – Fox, I'll just use him, for example. Like, obviously, Barnes isn't doesn't play like De'Aaron Fox. So, I mean, he Correct. plays more conservatively. He doesn't fly through the air like Fox. Exactly. When you That's fly through the air, you come down and you land. Barnes doesn't fly through the air like Fox. So, he's less susceptible to ankle injuries uh, and knee injuries as a player like Fox would be. I mean, it's just – it's 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 physics. You know, it just is. It's physics. It because I bring that up because, like, uh, I think Russell Westbrook back in his early days, I think he went – didn't he go, like, seven or eight straight seasons of his first career of his career without ever getting injured? And look the way he played. He never yeah. – so yeah. it's just so strange how some players, like, can make it – I don't have the answer. I don't know why that is. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there is an answer to that. I don't, I don't know what the answer would be. Gotcha. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. it. All right, uh, don't forget, pregame with Ryan, halftime Jerry Reynolds, postgame, the Kings and the Wizards. We got you covered uh, from start to finish over on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. Again, pregame with Ryan and Sacktown, Jerry Reynolds at halftime and postgame show. Hey, you have a fabulous rest of your Monday. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Should be a good one with the Eagles and the Seahawks. Bye-bye now. Take care.